Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're at episode 116 and today we're talking all about sales. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. It is amazing to have you here. I'm excited about today's topic. I have to tell you, I um, I actually quite enjoy marketing and sales if you haven't figured that out by now, but it's because I figured out what works. Yeah. And I think once you figure out what works and it feels really good for you, then I think that this is something that you can really make happen for yourself. But listen, before we dive in, Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm saying good morning because I'm recording this at like 8.15 in the morning. But if this is your first time here on the podcast, then welcome. It is amazing to have you here. I hope that we will be longtime friends after this episode as well if you're just discovering me. And for those of you who join me all the time, hey, love ya. Thanks for coming back. Now, one thing I just want to remind you of is that this episode is coming out on the 16th of July, 2020. On the 20th of July, which is next Monday morning at 10 a.m., I will be running a free live workshop on how to build a profitable business without the burnout. I had this webinar uh, last Monday and it went off. We had so many people sign up for it. We had so many people on live. It was amazing. I love the comments. It was all so good. So if you want to jump into that, you just have to go to suzechadwick.com forward slash webinar two. That is suzechadwick.com forward slash webinar two. And you can come and join me live. Now, if you have been on that live workshop or if you can't make it, the other thing I want to remind you of is that right now, Brand Builder Academy doors are open. So if you are ready to start building a profitable business, to get your mindset where it needs to be and to create the systems, strategies and structure to be able to scale your business, then this is for you. We have got an amazing group of women that have already signed up. Obviously, all of my alumni will be there because you get lifetime access to this course, which I think is like, amazing. And we've got a bonus as well that if you join this round before Monday night, which is the 20th, you will get the additional three months worth of live coaching calls and hot seats because 2020 has thrown everything at us. And so not only do I want to give you the eight weeks of live coaching that you get when you join a live round, but then over October, November and December, I'm going to continue to support you. How amazing is that? Yeah, so make sure you check it out. The price will be going up next year. We've got so much coming into this particular live round with new content and key things that are really going to help you to get your business moving in the direction that you want. So head to suzechadwick.com forward slash BBA if you want to join this live round. I want to work with you. I think you're going to love the community, but yay. So excited for it. And this live round starts on the 27th of July. So get in now and get started. Yeah. Anyway, let us dive into this week's episode. We are talking all about six steps to a successful sale.
So when I talk about sales, how does it make you feel? Are you just like, oh, Suze, I don't like it? Or are you one of the people out there like me who are like, yay, this is fun. Well, listen, hopefully what I'm going to share with you today is going to give you a little bit of structure. Yeah, because I have a theory and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more that I feel like there's a general consensus out there and maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying this is what I see where it's like if you post on socials and if you show up, then the sales will just come. And can I just tell you, I think that that is actually a big part of the sales process and it is a big part of one of the elements that I'm going to talk about today. But there is so much that sits behind that that actually helps the sale get over the line. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the stuff that you don't see people doing. Yeah. And I am excited because I'm actually going to be sharing my whole sales process and structure in Brand Builders Academy in detail this live round as well. But listen, I'm still going to give you so many actionable tips and tricks and things that you can start to really look at in your business in today's episode as well. But the reason that I wanted to talk about this is that, like I said, I ran the live workshop on Monday, which was how to build a profitable business without the burnout. And I asked the question, what are you spending the most time on? And some of the answers were, well, 90% of people said content creation It had Instagram and socials, procrastination and not doing the things I should, administration or, you know, just business as usual tasks, working on my business instead of in my business, thinking and stressing and not doing, researching, chasing work. Those were just some of it. We had so many comments, but when I looked at it, I kind of grouped them and those were some of the key things that people were saying that they were doing. And the reason I asked the question is because when you spend your time on things in your business, it has to be things that matter. It has to be things that move the dial. And if you're not doing revenue generating activities, then the likelihood of you generating revenue is low. Yeah. I kind of think that that's just a general thing that you should know. Now, for those who have been established for a while and where you've got referrals coming in all the time, that's great. But I know a lot of businesses struggle with this, whether they're new or they're established. The other conversation that I've had with established businesses is that, yes, they're getting referrals, but sometimes it's not actually the clients they really want. It's just the clients that happen to be coming their way. And so that's a really comfortable state to be in. So whilst it makes them or you money, it may not be making you money in the way that you want to be making money, working with the people you really want to be working with and growing your business in the way that you want to grow it. So if you've got a lot of business coming in, there's a couple of things I want to say before we dive into the sales bit. Number one, is it the clients you want? Number two, are you doing the work you really want? Number three, are you burnt out because you've got all of these clients coming in, but you don't have the systems in place to actually scale, you know, and where you're always the one that's doing all of the work? Or do you have different revenue streams and options? Because I think if 2020 has taught us anything, you've got to think about how you can have revenue streams that work for you. 
Yes. So you might have a whole lot of clients who are like, I'd actually really just love to learn from you. And if there's something that you could give me where I can do that when I get a chance, that would be amazing. Whereas a lot of us feel like I've got to do the work for my clients all the time. So I think it's just worth taking a look at whether that's something that you should be looking at. So I was actually working with a graphic designer, just to give you an example, I was working with a graphic designer quite a while ago um, and her prices were pretty low. This was like maybe a couple of years ago. And I remember having a conversation with her where she was inundated with referral clients because all of her clients were saying to people they knew, she's amazing and she's really cheap. So she felt really bad increasing her prices because she had all of this work. Yeah, but the point was it was killing her and she was totally burnt out because she wasn't being valued for the quality of the work that she was doing. She wasn't putting her prices up and she was just taking what came. And so we did some work for her where we did some packages, we upped her prices. And can I just tell you, she still had loads of clients because even when she upped her prices, she was still amazing value for what she delivered. So I think it's just really important to do that assessment of your business and make sure that you know, you are absolutely getting the sale with the people and the work that you want. So when it comes to my own practices, one of the things that I look at in my week is what am I doing that's actually revenue generating? And can I just say client delivery work is absolutely part of that because you've got to deliver on the work that you sell as well. But just a bit of my background is that I remember being in a sales role and I shared this on Instagram the other day uh, and I was a recruiter. And so we had core activities that we needed to do every single day to ensure that we had business coming in. And I remember like I was like 19 or 20 when I went through all of this and I was a recruiter for a really long time. And so selling And being able to make the connection and relationship was just a day-to-day thing that we had to do. And so we had sales targets. Basically, if you were on, say, I don't know, $50,000, then you would have to make uh, like 200 grand in sales. It had to be four times. And so every quarter you had a a sales target of, say, 50,000, yeah? Uh, And then you would get commission on that as well. So what I had to do is that I had to call clients on a regular basis to see if they had any new recruitment roles coming up so that I could fill them. And then we would charge like a 15 or 20% commission on the total salary of the the person that we placed in the role. I would share market information and intel with clients to keep the relationship happening and keep me front of mind. So think about that as the content that you share. I would market in candidates to hiring managers that I thought would be a good fit. Um, So if I worked with a particular, say, IT client and I had a really good candidate that came to me, then I would send them to like four or five different hiring managers and say, this guy's available or this girl's available. She's amazing. You should check her out. And so sometimes they would create a role or they would give that um, person a job because they were just so good. And so then that was proactive marketing as well. But the basics were connect with people one-on-one, build relationships and collaborate to get more business, make the offer, follow up religiously, track everything that you can, you know, that you've got going on so that you can always follow up as well. And then know your numbers so that if you need to take fast action to account for a shortfall in revenue, 
you've got time to make it up. And so an example in that job is that if I was counting on somebody being placed within that quarter, as in somebody getting a job with one of my clients and me getting the commission, but then that candidate didn't get the job, then I would take a look at who I had and I would market them so that I could potentially deal with that shortfall in my targets or in my revenue that was coming in. And so I kind of still apply that principle to my business, but in a 2020 way uh, to make sure that it works for the different things that I use, the different platforms that I use. Yeah. And so I want to talk about six things or six steps to a successful sale that I believe are really key. And so hopefully you can take a look at whether you're doing these things as well. Now, the first one, which you know I'm going to say, is building brand trust, yeah? So it is about positioning yourself for value and quality. So when it comes to brand trust, what I would do, let's use like my old job as an example, yeah? I would contact um, a hiring manager and then I would share like who were the clients that I was working with, what kind of roles that I filled, what my knowledge of the market is. And so what that might look like now is things like sharing who you are on Instagram or socials or LinkedIn, talking about what you do more in a content sharing way. So, you know, you'll have your content pillars that you want to be known for and you talk about them on a regular basis. You might be a speaker, you might um, have a podcast, you might be a podcast guest. So it's really about how do I position myself and my brand so that people see me as an expert in my field and trust me. Yeah. And there are so many other episodes that I have shared and I will link them up in the show notes, which you can go and take a look at, which will be suzechadwick.com pod 116. But just some of them that you can check out is episode 98, which is being a brand storyteller with Pip Brett from Jumbled Online, episode 96, Why You're Not Landing the Clients You Really Want, and episode 74, 10 Elements to Building a Connected Brand. So there is a lot of content, obviously, on this podcast that can share with you how you can build that brand trust as well. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that today. I really want to get into some of the other things that I think are really key for you. So once you are doing the activities that are really going to help you to build that brand trust, which means people look at you as a leader in your field or you're somebody that they consistently consume your content and they you know respect your opinion things like that then we need to go into marketing and awareness is step number two and so really having a clear message and I think that this is an issue that a lot of businesses have I think it's a lot of um, it's one of the things that I work with my clients a lot on is that when I go to their website and I take a look at either their socials or their sales pages, I'm actually just not clear exactly who they are, what they do and who they're for. And I just think that is like the three second rule that you need to make sure that no matter whether it is your Instagram bio, whether it is the first page on your website, whatever it is, when I get there, I know whether you're for me or not. And really being able to articulate the problem that you solve is so important. And I just think people look at this in such a shallow way. I talk about this a lot. You've got to go deep. Yeah. And I talk about this on the live workshop in a lot more detail, but you've really got to 
be able to articulate that problem in a strong way. So for example, when you land on my website, the first thing you see is building confidently bold brands for savvy women in business. So you know who I am. It's got my name on my website. You know what I do, which is help you build a confidently bold brand. And who do I do it for? I do it for savvy women in business. So make that really clear. The other thing is, is that when it comes to your products and services, once again, make sure that you're really articulating on those sales pages, what is the problem that you solve? I think a lot of times, and I saw this on somebody's website the other day, It was just talking about them the whole time. It was like all about them, who they are, those sorts of things. And I think it's fine to have that on your about page, but 90% of your website should be about your customer and what the opportunity is for them if they are going to work with you. So really go and take a look at your products and services with fresh eyes. And the other thing that I want to say is that you've got to put more effort and time and detail into your sales pages. So if you've just got a sales page that's got a couple of details on it with a price, it's just not enough. This is part of the sales process. So I found you online. I am following you. I love your content. I can see social proof that other people like you as well. And so now I'm kind of thinking, okay, you're somebody that knows what they're talking about. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to your website. I'm going to take a look. Are you for me? What is the problem you solve? And what is it that you can do for me? That's the next thing I'm going to take a look at, which is the three second rule. I'm then going to go to your sales page. And if there's something that's really scarce or really brief there, then I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Like I don't even know exactly what this is. So what I would really recommend is that if you've got a product or service, and I'm talking about something that's like maybe over a couple of hundred dollars, like if there is a product or service where it is a decision that I have to make, whether I am willing to invest this money. So for example, something that's $20, $50, $80 or something like that may not be a price decision point, like where I have to think about it. Yeah. But if it's a couple of hundred going into the thousands, you have to really bulk that up and make sure that you're giving somebody all the information that they need to make that buying decision. And I see this all the time where there is very little to no information. So you've really got to think about what is the problem that you solve? Who is this for? So I'm thinking about the sales page. What's the process? So what will the process be that I go through if I am going to buy this from you? Yeah. And then give me more detail about what's involved in it. So what will happen when, when I work with you? Um, what are some of the things that other people have said? So give testimonials in there, uh, say who this is for. And I think that's the other thing being really clear about who you are for and who you are not for. And, you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you know that I say, if you are an action taker, if you want to go big, if you want to be well known in your industry, then I'm the person that you should be working with. If you're somebody who just wants to stay behind the scenes and you don't kind of want to be visible and you don't want to do big and bold things, then I'm not the coach for you. And that's okay. And so I think you've also got to be really clear about who this product or service is for. Like be okay with naming it, be okay with not being for everybody. And so really make sure that you are sharing 
all of the information that somebody might need to know. And I think you've also got to think about the different ways that people buy. So for example, when we think about say course sales pages, so the Brand Builder Academy sales page is a very long one. It's got a lot of information. It's got a lot of social proof. It gives you an outline of everything that we go through. It's got all the bonuses, all the rest of it. And it tells you how much it is and what you need to do if you want to join. Now, the thing is, is that a lot of people, once again, need that information. Yeah. So even if I'm somebody who's a scanner and I don't read through it all, I can still make a decision. But if I'm somebody who needs all of that information where I'm going to read every word and I'm going to kind of come back to that sales page several times before I make a decision to spend like $2,000, then you've got to be able to give that to somebody who needs that information and somebody who wants that much detail. So really think about it. Even though you may not be like that, your buyers may be like that. So make sure that you are giving them the information that they need in that sales page. The other thing that is really worth taking a look at when you do have that sales page is frequently asked questions. We'll talk about this a little bit more later, but I think that it's important to have it on those sales pages as well when you have got your products and services pages. Yeah. And then thinking about when it comes to marketing and awareness, sharing those regularly. So it's thinking about how am I injecting this into my content strategy on a regular basis? And it's not about being salesy all the time, but it is having a direct call to action uh, on most of your posts. Yeah. And it could be a call to action to answer a question, comment. It could be DM me if you've got any questions. It could be make sure that you head over and check out X, Y, and Z. So really think about how you are talking about what it is that you do, making it really clear to your audience, you know, how they can work with you. And I've shared this before, but making sure that you're kind of saying, these are the three ways that you can work with me. If you want to work with me, you could come into Brand Builders Academy. You could do a one-on-one strategy session or you could be part of Digital Content Creators Club or something like that. So think about how you're talking about that. The third thing is developing relationship building strategies. So some of the basics that I definitely want to cover off first is systems. So systems like your email marketing system, uh, a CRM, so a customer or client relationship management system, and just having processes and systems of when you follow up and how you follow up. So for example, if somebody goes to my website and they contact me, that goes into my 17 hats CRM system. It sends me an email to let me know that I've got a new lead. I had a few last night and then I can go back and respond to those. But what I could also do is that if I've responded to them, then in a few weeks time, I can always go back into my CRM and check, did that person come back to me? Do I need to follow up again? And the other thing I've got is that I have got specific days where I follow up on things. So Thursdays in my business are usually where I take a look at all my financials. I follow up on any invoices. I follow up on any leads so that I have got specific times and dates when I'm actually doing that so that it happens on a regular basis. And I don't let leads slip through the cracks. So having systems that allow you to build relationships, follow up on things is so important to your business. Otherwise, you are literally just leaving money on the table where people are saying, I want to work with you and you're not actually coming back to them on things like that. 
And a great example is that I actually uh, approached somebody or filled in a form, would be probably a couple of months ago now, for a particular program. And I've literally only just had a response now, which would be at least three months later. And I have made another or a different purchasing decision. Because when people contact you, they are in a purchasing decision phase yeah so they know that they've got a problem they have made the decision that they're going to solve that right now they're going to look for somebody and so when they contact you if you don't get back to them within a really short period of time then they're probably just going to go somewhere else so just make sure that you have got that in your diary to be following up and the other thing with that is that follow up a number of times we all get really busy yeah so I would be following up at least three times with a client to see if they still need my help, if how things are going, all the rest of it. So don't be shy to follow up. Don't kind of be like, well, I followed up once and they didn't get back to me. That's it. Because I've had people follow up with me several times and it's not that I'm not interested. I I just get kind of sidetracked at the time, So, which I think we all do, which is why, you know, abandoned cart automated emails and things like that in your system and on your website are always worthwhile because I'll be going to buy something and then I'll get interrupted and then I totally forget about it and then I get that abandoned cart email and I'm like oh yeah I need to go back and finish that so just make sure that follow-up is definitely part of your process as well. And so the things that you would obviously know would be things like the freebie and the opt-in. Yeah, so if you've got something that people can download, if they can opt into it, that means that you get their email address. And we always talk about the fact that you don't own any of your social platforms. So it's really important to take a look at how you're capturing people's information. And this is definitely part of the relationship building strategy, because if you can email them on a regular basis with content that is valuable and that is useful and that, you know, helps solve their problem, then you're building that relationship over a longer period of time. Yeah. And when you are doing things like this, it's not just about doing it. It's about really tracking what's working and what's not. And I think I shared on stories the other day where my average open rate on my email list is about 47%, which is obviously the stats that you get from your email marketing system. And so we've done a lot of list building over the last couple of months in the lead up to BBA launch. And the open rate has gone down to about 37, which is still pretty good. I think the average industry rate is about 22 to 25%. Uh, But when your list gets a lot bigger, then sometimes your open rate can go down a bit as well. So it's making sure that I am making the most of that email list. Can I change the subject line so that people are opening it more? Can I resend it a few days later to people who haven't opened it? Um, You know, when I share things in that email, what are people clicking on? What is it that's of interest to them? So really taking a look at the stats that you've got available to you when you are in that relationship building mode and using those strategies, I think is really important because what I don't want you to do is have your opt-in, people sign up. Number one, you either don't email them at all, which I know a lot of people do. Um, Or secondly, you're just sending information out there and you're not actually looking at what's working and what's not working because otherwise it's just a waste of your time if you can't actually assess it. So really think about how you're doing that. 
The other thing that you can do to build relationships is do things like webinars, trainings, things like that. And obviously then just social engagement. So going and commenting on other people's um, posts or having conversations with them in the DMs. You know that we love the DMs when it comes to Instagram as well. I joke with my hubby all the time, kind of not joking, that I run my business through Instagram. But the one thing that I'm really conscious of is that if Instagram went away tomorrow, I've actually got a lot of the information on the people that follow me and the people who I've got relationships with or people who I've been in conversation with before as well. So just make sure that you ask yourself the question, if socials went away tomorrow, would you still be able to have conversations and build relationships with people that you've spent all of this time cultivating that relationship? Yeah. So think about how you're doing that and building those relationships over different strategies. Because remember, they say that it is something like 18 touch points now before somebody buys from you. Now, I think something like Instagram stories, I can have 18 touch points with somebody over like three or four days. So I think that that's a really great tool. But once again, you've got to think about maybe they come to my website, maybe they see me on socials, maybe they see me on stories, then they see me on email as well. So you want to be able to diversify the way that you're connecting and engaging with your audience. The fourth thing is making the offer. Yeah. So now is the time to buy. You might have a limited amount of time that you're giving them as well, because Remember, people will take as much time as you give them to make a decision. So if you're like, this is open forever, then they're like, oh, I'll get to it sometime. So you've really got to make sure that you're kind of saying this is available now. And I do think that limited periods of time on products and services is not a bad thing to have. Now, obviously, when you are doing one-on-one client services, then having a wait list or, you know, managing your projects in a way so that people maybe can't always work with you immediately because you don't want to be burning yourself out and taking on all the work that comes through. So really think about how am I managing my work, but also how am I creating urgency when I make the offer to people too? So think about how you're doing that in your business. So open and close times are really good. I think wait lists are good as well. Uh, And just making sure that when you are having a conversation with somebody, even on socials, you can say to them, listen, if you're interested in this, then these are two different ways that you can work with me or go and check out this page. I have those conversations in the DMs all the time where I will have somebody that contacts me and they're like, Suze, I really want to work with you. And then I'll say to them, what's the problem that you have? Like, what do you need right now? And they will tell me and I'll say, okay, if you've, if that's the problem, then check this out. So if somebody says, I just really want to learn how to do video and I need to figure out how to do my content, I'm like, Digital Content Creators Club is for you. If you want to learn that, plus you want to learn how to scale your business and build a profitable business, then BBA is for you. And so I think just having that conversation about what it is that they need so that you can make the right offer to them, I think is also important. But don't be shy to do that. I think when people contact you and they're interested in what it is that you do and how you can help, don't kind of, you know, pussyfoot around, like give them a direct answer and give them a clear call to action. The fifth thing that you need to think about when it comes to 
creating a successful sales is sales conversations, yeah? So I think things like discovery calls and virtual coffees, that's what I've got in my business, is so useful because I think don't think everybody's for me. And so I did have somebody ask me a while ago, why can't I just book in for like a strategy day with you? And I said, because it may not be the right thing for you. And I think sometimes people just want to buy something. And I know you're kind of going, well, that's not a problem I have, Suze. Maybe somebody just wants to buy something. But what you don't want to do is get into a situation where you're working with somebody and you can't deliver the solution that they need. So I like to have, and mine's just 20 minutes. So I'll send somebody my diary link and I'll say, just book in for a virtual coffee Uh, We do that over Zoom. I understand their problem and then I let them know whether I can work with them or not. The other thing that we can do in that sales conversation is answering questions. And obviously I talked about frequently asked questions before. And my frequently asked questions on my sales pages does grow because the more questions that people ask where I think, oh, I haven't actually answered that like in my frequently asked questions, then we'll go and we'll add that. So I just think just thinking about how you continue to answer questions that you get on a regular basis can also help people make that buying decision because you've already answered that question and you may not need to have a face-to-face or phone conversation with them. The other thing is that it's just about listening. Yeah, it's about listening to what it is that is the problem And so you can talk to that problem. I think sometimes what we do is that we just sell what we've got. We tell you everything that it does, what's involved, how we're going to help, but we're not addressing the problem. And so if you're not listening and addressing the specific problem, then you can't objection handle. Yeah. So people might be like, well, it might be a lot of money for them. And you say, okay, well, If you can't afford that, these are some other options. Maybe you've got payment plans or you might say to them, well, you know, basically what's the cost of not doing it? So if you continue to run your business like you are in the, and you wait for BBA in 2021, number one, the price is going to go up. Number two, are you still going to be burning yourself out doing what you're doing now because you don't have the right structure strategies and systems in your business to be able to scale it and get time back? You know, will you be stepping up as a CEO in your business, which is what we teach um, in the next 12 months, or are you just going to continue to do what you're doing? And so I think that if you listen to what some of the objections are, then you can address them in the right way. And one thing I would say here is that it's not about being pushy. It's not about like, you know, talking somebody into something, but I think that if you're product or service solves their problem, you can listen to what is happening for them and address that specifically and do the objection handling. I think that that's where you have successful sales conversations. And I think the fact that you're willing to do either a virtual coffee or a discovery call, especially if it is a product or service that is a couple of thousand dollars, which I know, you know, for service-based businesses, if you're a web designer or a copywriter or a photographer, you know, your prices are definitely going to be up there somewhere. And so having that conversation just kind of shows somebody that you're willing to take the time and that you care. And I really don't think 15 minutes is too much to ask to have a conversation with somebody who's about to spend like two grand or three grand with you. Yeah. So I think just think about that as well. I remember I referred one of my clients to somebody 
uh, and she's and it was several thousand dollars worth of work. And she said that person wasn't willing to have a 15 minute conversation with her. And so she decided not to go with them. So don't underestimate the fact that people actually want to work with somebody who cares enough to have that conversation. And then the sixth thing that you need to think about in order to make a successful sale is that you have to deliver what you promised. And I think that sometimes people are like, yay, I made the sale and that's it. But that's not the end of the sale. The end of the sale is when you finish working with that client, not when they pay you. So I think really thinking about how you onboard your clients, what that brand experience is when they work with you, what the surprise and delight factors are, the process that you use to work with them. Is it clear? Is it easy? Is it something that is enjoyable for them? And is it comprehensive enough? So really think about that delivery and how you do that, because that is absolutely part of the sale. Because one, you want them coming back. Two, you want them sharing what a great experience they have, which then means that you could have an ongoing client or you could have them out there being your best brand ambassador and sharing everything that you do. And so make sure that when you look at how you deliver what you deliver, that it is a great experience and it is part of the high quality and value that you offer as well. So... Those are the six steps to a successful sale. Obviously, I do, you know, I could go into so much more there, but I think that that is just a good starter for you to really think about, number one, how you continue to build brand trust and go check out the show notes for those additional episodes that you can take a look at. Number two is marketing and awareness and making sure you've got a super clear message and that your products and services share exactly what you do and, it, and it's easy for people to understand. Number three is developing those relationship building strategies, which could be through email marketing, Instagram stories, through the DMs. Like how are you having those one-on-one conversations and making sure that you stay front of mind for the people that you want to be working with. Number four is make the offer. I know some of you are just like, oh, if they like me, they'll just buy from me. No, you have to make the offer. You have to say to somebody, this is the product that's right for you based on the problem that you've shared with me. Number five is the sales conversion. So making sure that you're potentially having those virtual coffees, you're you're answering those frequently asked questions, you're really listening to what's going on for that person and your objection handling. And number six is making sure that an exceptional delivery is part of the process as well so that they end up being great brand ambassadors for you. So really think about how you are creating those different elements in your business and how you are spending time on revenue generating activities. And if you are sitting there going, I just don't have the clients that I want, I'm just going to let you know that Instagram posting It's just not enough. You've got to have systems in the background where you are following up. I actually have emails from people who ask me questions about BBA and I pin those so they go to the top of my email list so that I can follow them up. 
I've also got my CRM system where when somebody goes and contacts me through the website um, and they want to either have a pick my brain session or they're interested in BBA or whatever it is, a strategy session, then I can always follow up with them. So ideally having a system that that captures all that information for you is so important. So make sure that you have got the right systems and strategies in the background that hopefully make it really easy for you to follow up on the sale so that you can secure the sale and be generating more revenue in your business so that obviously you can have a profitable business and you don't have to be working all the hours that God sends and burning yourself out. So I hope that that was helpful. If you've got any questions, then let me know. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to share it wherever you like to share it and make sure you tag me at Suze Chadwick. But just remember the doors to Brand Builders Academy is open. I am making you the offer right now. I would love you to join me. We start on the 27th of July, but I definitely want you to get in before 5 p.m. on Monday the 20th because that is an epic bonus that you'll miss out on if you don't join by then yeah which is the additional three months of coaching and hot seats and if you've got any questions about bba then make sure you send me a dm at suze chadwick on instagram or you can find me on facebook at suze chadwick and send me a message as well i am more than happy to answer any questions that you've got have an amazing week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.